You ever had one of those weeks where recording the podcast is the best damn thing about it? Yeah, totally. Is that one of those I'm, weeks? I'm kind of having one of those weeks. I, uh, I've i worked about, I don't know, 20 to 24 hours already this week. For uh, folks who are listening and are getting this at a different date, it's Tuesday. Um, so here we are. I'm powering through. I, uh, I had some caffeine today, so uh, I still got that coursing through my veins, and I think I'm ready to give them a show. What about you? I am ready, too. I have no caffeine in my veins, but I am going to see if we can uh, match match energies. Yes. Uh, I'm doing that zap thing to you right now. <laughs> zap. I feel it. <laughs> I feel it. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So here we go. This is Podventure Time. I am trying to convince you to be a fan of Adventure Time, one of my very favorite shows, and a show that you had not watched until you started recording the podcast. So today we are going to talk about two episodes like we always do. They are from season three. They are episodes seven and eight. And the first one is called Still. It is called Still because the entire episode takes place with Finn and Jake being frozen, locked in place. Um, exactly. And the reason they're locked in place is because of Ice King. Ice King has given them a freezing potion while they sleep. So Finn and Jake are kind of the princesses in this episode. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is Ice King basically giving a master's thesis on his own... Uh, psychological uh issues like this is he is basically just going like i am going to tell you all about i'm going to demonstrate all the ways in which i am emotionally deficient (laughs) that is precisely what our friend ice king is doing and honestly it produces what i would consider like a top five weirdest episodes ever yeah it is it is like uh it's uh, it, it's misery, right? Like it's it's the movie Misery. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Right. Uh, and it is, uh, but it's the Ice King version of that. And it is basically it's Ice King has frozen Finn and Jake in place in order to convince them to love him. Is yeah. The whole, so is the whole episode. Uh, we've got Ice King here not understanding the difference between friendship and bonding on one hand and kidnapping on the other. Right, exactly. Um, this is, uh, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's Ice King. He can't give you, he can't, he can't comprehend that there is a difference. He can't, he doesn't see, he doesn't see a difference. He, all he sees is a well-executed plan and a well-thought-through way to spend time uh, with Finn and Jake, like in his mind, this is just buds hanging out, and yes, it, it and is. It, and if he has to freeze them to make that happen, so be it. I mean, the ends justify the means to him. So, uh, but clearly, to anyone who is not a sociopath, um, <laughs> you understand that you cannot be captive to somebody else and actually have a genuine. Um, emotional connection with them. You can't, you can't develop anything like that unless, uh, unless we start talking about something like Stockholm syndrome or something, which, which is, is called a syndrome for a reason. Right. It's not uh, something that well people who are in positive situations tend to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, stock. It's not Stockholm choice. So let's, uh, let's start right at the beginning of this one. Actually, there's some specific weird behavior okay. by Ice King that I'd like to talk about. Uh, but we get started off on a weird, weird foot right away with <laughs> Finn accusing Jake of watching him sleep again. <laughs> well, it's specific. It's a little more specific than that. It's Finn accusing Jake of once again staring at him just as he wakes up. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I don't think it's like Finn doesn't care if you if you stare at him while Finn's asleep. He just <laughs> he just doesn't want to see you staring at him the second he wakes up. I got you. So you got to set your own alarm. Right. So that it will go off before Finn's. Right. Exactly. Um, but in any case, Jake is watching him sleep. 
evidently. Right. right. Well, and Jake says, uh, you know, I, I can't move my head, man. <laughs> like I, I, he kind of like admits to staring at him. Like, yeah. He doesn't, but, uh, he doesn't like argue about the fact that he has stared before, but in this particular instance, we get the plot because Jake is frozen and Finn quickly learns that he is as well. Right. I like how Finn and Jake sleep, by the way. Like, because they're frozen yes. while sleeping, we get to see their, I guess, what we'll call their most uh, common sleeping pose each. Uh, yes. And Finn sleeps in a way that I could never sleep. Finn sleeps with both hands behind his head, sort of just like like cool lounging pose. And uh, and sort of like with like one leg. The legs I actually kind of get. Oh, yeah, um, the leg, 100%. Do that figure four, takes the pressure off the hips. Yeah, I totally get that move. But, like, being able to sleep sort of just like like you're laying on a hillside looking up at clouds the whole night, I would, like, my arms would fall asleep. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's the practical uh, issues with sleeping that way, like my old bones would start to hurt. <laughs> right. And then there's the fact that <laughs> I don't get that much room. <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Finn does sleep in his own bed, so he can starfish out as much as he wants. Um, and then Jake is a much more, uh, I mean, Jake sleeps in a very, a very tiny bed. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a puppy bed. And yeah. that's his pose as he's sleeping. Yeah, he has a, a puppy sleep pose on his back, um, kind of clutching sheets, I think, is what's going on. But like yeah. he, he definitely has all four paws up in the air, sort of in the classic puppy sleep pose. Um, so, but either way, they can't get out of these sleep poses. They are frozen in place, and they're trying to figure out why, and they're darting their eyes around the room um, and <laughs> crawling up the ladder from downstairs, we see Ice King. And immediately they both kind of groan. Um, and I thought that was funny too, because I mean, they, there was no, it, they didn't scream. They weren't afraid for their lives. They just groaned <laughs> like, yeah. uh, like, oh, this inconvenience. Yeah. I 100% noticed that in this episode. I think the concept of Ice King as villain is gone. He's just sort of like a misguided buddy. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's, he's a. He's a guy who really needs love and affection, but is a total sociopath and so doesn't understand in any way what that actually feels like or means or how to get it from someone else, which is why he kidnaps princesses and freezes his best friends. Right. Uh, so you mentioned that there was some activity that Ice King did at the beginning of the episode that you wanted to talk about. What was that? Oh, I, I kind of just meant throughout the episode. Oh, got it. Yes. I, I just want to go through because um, Ice King is kind of out of his mind sometimes here. Uh, yeah. Like, really. So... Um, the first thing he does is fix a pitcher of lemonade. Right. Uh, he asks both boys if, uh, if they want some lemonade. Um, and both boys sort of give him a, a glare back. <laughs> like, neither of them have the ability to drink lemonade at this moment. So, or say uh, no to lemonade, quite frankly. Right, yeah. I mean, so they just sort of silently glare. And he takes that as a wholehearted yes from everybody and goes off merrily to make lemonade. If no one is verbally protesting and kicking him, he doesn't understand that this is unwanted. Right. Uh, so he does make lemonade and then proceeds to basically like drink it all in front of them uh, <laughs> out of the pitcher. After offering, he does offer it to them. But again, they respond with sort of icy stares. Um, yes. And the B plot of, well, the side plot of this whole episode is a ongoing uh, sort of conflict with Gunter, the penguin. Yes, this is a great Gunter episode. Yeah, um, Gunter is with the Ice King, and Gunter is uh, constantly trying to get after the bottles of potion that uh, that Ice King has brought with him. Uh, yeah, I don't think that we mentioned that, the, that he also has an unfreezing potion. Right. the the whole The whole point of the episode, or the whole uh, the game for Ice King, hook of it. Yeah, yeah. The game or the hook of the episode is the is that um, if the guys spend a day bonding with the Ice King, he's brought the unfreezing potion along as well. And once they've sufficiently bonded. Um, and to a point in which, you know, to a degree to which Ice King feels is adequate. 
Which quickly becomes Finn and Jake being in love. Well, not being in love with him, but certainly he wants them to explicitly love him. Right. Once they love him, he can unfreeze them. Uh, and so... It's like every great romance story. Yeah. I mean, like, I will... It is the ultimatum of, yeah, of love or or violence, essentially. I mean, it's it's not really violence, but it's akin to it. Yeah, you know, the... The sun is rising and the beautiful orange sky is starting to form. And there you are just frozen in your favorite sleeping position. That's right. Um, so you all uh, know the rest from there. Classic fairy tale. Uh, the Ice King is has he makes lemonade as his first move to uh, as, as bonding with the boys. Um, his next move is to walk in each other's shoes, so to speak. And, uh, by oh, the man, this one, uh, this one goes off the rails quickly. Uh, basically he kind of says, I'll go first and then proceeds to change his outfit and dress up like Finn. In a- and he seems to think that this is some kind of bonding ritual where you like sort of make fun of your friends, but really you're, uh, like, you know, he says like, "Hey, Finn, look, isn't this cool that that like there's two Finns?" So yeah. he seems to think that it's like a great game, uh, but it's really more of a, like a the beginning of a movie where someone is trapped and then someone assumes their identity. Thankfully, Ice King doesn't leave the treehouse, but it's on the verge of being like serial killer stuff. Right. I mean, this is yeah, this is talented Mr. Ripley. Uh, the the and a lot of other films, like you said, or a lot of other stories, like the idea that. Uh, assuming someone else's identity is some sort of form of bonding or friendship is is a is a definitely well explored trope uh, yeah. in in stories like of, of this kind. Um, but he does, and it is weird looking. Like he, uh, we get to see a lot of Ice King thigh in this yeah. one, uh, his bony old body. Yeah. Um, in fact, I, we're jumping over it, but I got to bring it up now. Uh, once he gets done with his fin routine, Ice King says, now I'm going to dress up like Jake. And they both scream, no, because he starts to take off all of his clothes. Right. Because Jake is nude. But uh, what was the other thing he says while acting like Jake? Oh, I mean, it, it, or sorry, not like, not like Jake, like Finn. Um, he is, There's your slip up. You get one an episode. Yeah, good. Uh, I'm glad I used it early. The... Uh, the the things he says while dressed as Finn is definitely not like he is not trying to be empathetic to Finn in any way. Like it's not like I'm gonna no. walk a, I'm not gonna walk a mile in your shoes and, and really understand you. It is more like I get to role play as Finn and what he believes Finn's life is like. The thing Yeah, I, I had the exact same thought. Like Ice King has no idea what it's like to be Finn. Right. He has a fantasized and fetishized, really, version of what it is like to be Finn. And it mostly revolves around getting kisses from princesses, um, which is more Ice King projecting his own desires into this uh, sort of uh, imagined scenario. Yeah. Um, and, and so he, he says weird things that, I, I mean, they're actually, I, I don't remember them specifically, but you're right. They're kind of about like being a hero and kissing princesses and they present sort of an idealized version through uh like ice king's warped lens of what finn's life is like i thought that they were they they weren't like funny things they were just uh they were somehow insightful but you know through the crazy twisted reality that ice king sees everything through well right i mean like everything it was like ice i'm oh i'm gonna save the princesses oh i'm gonna like you know, punch part, punch a person, or use a sword, or something like that. And but like in Ice King's mind, the way that Ice King has twisted this, or the way he perceives Finn, is that he doesn't perceive anyone else to have any other goals other than the ones that he has. And so um, he believes that Finn is must be doing all of this uh, to get princess love as well. Uh, right. And so uh, he actually can't conceive of another reason why that Finn would be doing this. There, like altruism doesn't enter into it for him. So he is uh, he is projecting more than he yeah. is empathizing. It's like Ice King thinks being a hero is always getting what you want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the opposite of what he has, sort of. 
Right. Um, so he has fetishized what what Finn and Jake have. So <laughs> so the role playing game brings them no closer. Um, and I don't know if Ice King notices that or not. I think he just sort of says like, okay, moving on. Yeah, he 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 knows that they're not there yet, but that's right. not going to stop him. They're just going to do some other activities. And the right. first thing is a late night gab session. Yeah, and we should, uh, I guess we, we did jump this. Uh, Finn, during this whole time, has been a bit, has uh, yes. been a bit uh, sort of non-communicative because Finn has decided uh, to uh, tap into newly newly awakened senses um he, <laughs> his logic is terrible but it still works out right i mean it is the, it is like the classic my one sense has been uh diminished and therefore the other senses must have must overcompensate um to or must must be heightened to overcompensate for the lack of one yeah but finn doesn't seem to notice that moving and projecting oneself into the astral plane are not <laughs> not senses in the classic sense no uh they are not in the classic system of of the five senses uh are there five senses is that right is there six yeah I, yeah I believe so five senses right because the sixth sense would be like premonition and things like that Got i know you're gonna say that yeah the uh, dad joke podcast what how is that a bad joke <laughs> no i said dad joke oh the sixth sense, man. That's that's a phrase. It's not a dad joke. No, no, it was my dad joke because I said I knew you were going to say that. Oh, dad man. jokes suck when you got to explain them, though. Yeah, they get worse by the millisecond. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the uh, where was I? Sixth sense, something like that. Uh, yeah, oh, Finn's, Finn's Finn, flexing his astral muscles. Right, that's right. He is uh, he is gone. I, I couldn't tell if he was dreaming or what, but he is. He believes that he is he has ascended to the astral plane to beseech the help of a astral beast to help them um, thwart the ice ice king. And so yes. he is basically out of commission for like an entire day doing this. Um, Meanwhile, Jake is left with the Ice King, um, and the Ice King, he does the the dress up session, and then uh, and then he does does he do the slideshow next? And oh then, yes, he's still dressed like Finn when he does the slideshow. Yeah, so he does a slideshow. He said, "Now that I've like basically now that I've like spent time, you know, walking in your shoes, I'd like to share something of my own." And he shares that he takes artful black and white photography <laughs> of his penguins' body parts, which is an ominous phrase. Um, Absolutely, but it it ends it ends up being. Uh, pretty g-rated uh yeah i was you know i thought maybe that we'd get a final answer on gunter's gender but yeah it got, well we wouldn't get a final judgment on gunter's gender we'd only get a judgment on gunter's biological sex at best i suppose yes uh and he uh but so it's, it's generally just photos of close-ups of like gunter's eyeball or flipper not and, what i would call artful though no uh but but he really talks it up as such I think he calls it like a haunting image of a penguin's flipper. Yes. Uh, so which uh, it is neither. It is not haunting in any sense of the word. Um, and Jake is uh, losing his mind having to sit through it. Um, he actually actively tries to coax Gunter into uh, helping him escape. It doesn't really work. Gunter, this entire episode, is being... Uh, He's being very unhelpful, and his, his, his sole purpose in this episode is to break the bottles that the potions have, uh, that are, the potions are stored in. And uh, yeah, the Ice King explains that as like, this one likes to break bottles, like it's his right. thing. It's good to But then he thing. becomes the only person, other than Ice King, who can move in the treehouse. And so Finn and Jake are really Jake because Finn is on the astral plane, but Jake is trying to get Gunter to help him because there's nobody else but gunter just wants to break the bottles he's not interested in retrieving them yeah um gunter's got his own plans uh but or he got has gunter has their own plans um the last thing of the day that the ice king does is a late night gab session classic <laughs> classic sleepover fare uh and the ice king is still looks like finn 
and is just lying. He brought his own cot and yep. everything. And he wants to, he just starts talking to Jake about, I can't even remember now. What does he talk about? He just like, I uh, said, do you have oh, a crush on anyone? That's and Jake right. was like, yeah, my girlfriend, lady Rainicorn, duh. Right. Uh, and, uh, Ice King responds with an appreciative ooh and a whistle. And mm. uh, then he reveals the deep, deeply kept secret that he, right. he has a crush on Princess Bubblegum. <gasps> I know. Uh, Jake simil- reacts similarly. You don't say. Yeah. <laughs> and I think Ice King says, like, I think it feels, I think he says something like, it feels good to, like, say it out loud. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and that is, that's kind of the only time where, I mean, Ice King is, that's the only time in this episode where I think the Ice King really does just, like, say something honest. I suppose the photography is also honest from his own perspective. Like, he's just, share- he is literally sharing something with the boys. But again, yeah. He lacks the self-awareness to realize that holding someone captive, um, even if you're sharing something about yourself, um, does not build a positive bond between the two of you. Uh, right. And, and he seems to be throughout the episode to me, like performing any emotions that he shows. Yeah. Uh, very early on, right when he comes upstairs and finds them frozen as he caused them to be. He's like laughing and he thinks it's great. But then Finn and Jake express sort of, you know, they're obviously upset about this. And so Ice King goes, oh, you're upset. Maybe I should switch to this and then just starts crying. Right. Yeah. I, I, I noticed that too. He says like, I'll do the opposite thing. He doesn't even call it crying. I don't even know if he knows the word for it. Um, right. He just, it's like the opposite of laughing, the opposite of the laughing thing. And it is very much like that, like that classic um, sociopath um, only using emotion to get what you want kind of uh, thing or mimicking emotion because you don't actually really feel anything. Yeah, exactly. That's what I got from it was that he was basically performing these uh, emotions because that's what he had seen other people do. And that's how I read the, uh, oh, it just feels so good to finally say it out loud comments because he knows doggone well that he said it out loud, but he has probably seen a movie or something where someone confesses their love and says, oh, it's just so, so good to say it out loud. Right. Uh, so, uh, Jake is hating every minute of it. And then the ice King does something like even weirder and he falls asleep with his eyes open almost instantaneously (laughs) after revealing that he loves princess bubblegum yeah he still dresses finn but he gets uh old man real fast his ability to fall asleep uh under any circumstance is impression impressive so uh a new day dawns the boys are still frozen but finn has awoken uh he is back from the astral plane and he doesn't know what beast he has summoned, but he knows he summoned something. Um, it turns out that what he's summoned is a swarm, a flock. I don't know what the right grouping phrase is of butterflies. Hmm. A flutter. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, actually, that's uh, always an interesting thing uh, to explore for me. Is what do you call a uh, group of certain animals? Like whales are a pod, sure. and I think the best one most famous maybe most famous weird one is that a group of crows is a murder yeah a murder of crows um i suppose that goes along with your worldview on birds oh my gosh crows crows are the worst crows will murder you in your sleep if you don't watch it uh yeah i am uh vocally anti-bird um <laughs> i am anti-bird i do have qualifiers on it uh, i suppose i should explain myself at this point now that you've outed me um, I hate birds. I don't like them. I don't trust them. Um, I don't, it's the small ones though. It's the small yeah. ones. Like I have no problem with an eagle or even a hawk because I know that those birds know what they want and it's, <laughs> and it's not me. They don't want me. The problem are the little dumb ones. Um, the crows being <laughs> the largest of the dumb ones, I would say. Uh, and they don't know what they want. They don't, they don't know not to fly straight into my head and they don't know that they don't want my sweet, sweet eye juices. <laughs> Something Ben about the way you said the little dumb ones sounded exactly like Bill Irie. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't know. It just, it was in his voice. My father, I, as far as I know, is fine with birds, but I hate them. Um, but I bet that your dad thinks some group out there is the little dumb ones. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he has an ongoing battle with some raccoons in our yard, uh, which is... Uh, entertaining to hear every once in a while they keep removing the light bulbs from his landscape lighting and it's an escalation it's a war of escalation where he is now like forming and designing cages to go around the lights um but then and that works for a while but then the raccoons figured out how to remove the cages uh so we'll see where he goes next yeah Uh, the uh the life of a retired physician is wild (laughs) uh Back to the episode. The uh, they wake up and Finn has summoned a murder of butterflies, and they <laughs> are um, they they flock to him. And at first, Finn's kind of disappointed because you know what are butterflies going to do? Oh man, did I summon butterflies? Yeah, but then Jake uses his own mental communicative powers to direct the butterflies, and it turns out that they can uh, sort of swarm and form into uh like a, a sentient entity i guess uh yeah it's it's kind of like you know uh what punches harder a uh pound of bricks or a pound of butterflies sure right the classic the classic uh, uh conundrum um the so the butterflies are able to form things like fists and hands and they actually work in tandem to or work in um in murder wise murder wise yep they murder up <laughs> they murder up into a into a group and they are pretty effective and they are able to lift the guys out of their beds and bring them into the kitchen where the ice king is making an omelet um, oh my god we didn't mention the omelet yet and ice king's declaration as he heads downstairs to make it yeah uh he, he's making breakfast for the guys. He's going to make omelets, which Jake is kind of like, hmm, that doesn't sound too bad. And then he ruins it by saying, the Ice King ruins it, that is, by saying, I'm going to put my foot in it. <laughs> because uh, you put a little bit of yourself into your cooking, I think is sort of like his metaphor. Uh, yeah, but then he's he's standing at the stove cooking eggs and he's like, he's got his foot in the pan. He's yeah. like, oh, not too much foot. Like, But if they eat a piece of me, then they'll love me. Right. Oh, man, it is... Like just once, yeah, I think he says before he leaves, he like pokes Jake in the tummy and goes, I'm going to be inside you. (laughs) Uh, And it is creepy as hell. Um, So is this when Ice King leaves the treehouse? Because that's one of my favorite jokes in the whole episode. When he leaves the treehouse? He does it one. I think that it's, I think that I missed my chance because he leaves to go get like his uh, penguin stuff, I think, or maybe... No, it's not the lemonade. I think it's the penguin stuff. But in any case, he leaves the bottles behind in the treehouse. But before he goes, he puts a key in each and twists it. And one of the boys says, you lock? I guess it must be Jake. He says, you lock your bottles? And Ice King goes, ugh, in this economy? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is just like the weird non sequitur humor that I love about this show. Yeah. uh, (laughs) I forgot about that. Um, he, uh, I don't think this is when it happens. It happens earlier, but it is, uh, the boys come floating in, carried on yeah. their, uh, butterfly thrones. They intercept the foot omelet before it gets made. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and the ice king is dismayed because I think he realizes like, uh Oh, they've, they've figured out a way to move around. Now this makes my plan tougher to execute. Um, right. And the butterflies then bring in a sword as well and bonk Ice King on the head with it. And that sort of knocks him to the ground, knocks him out of his little world of pretending to be Finn and dressed like Finn. And he is, uh, he has been defeated, I guess, in this, in this moment. Um, and then they bring, the butterflies bring a bottle of potion to Ice King and they demand uh, that he spray them to unfreeze them. Um, and I can't remember, does, is it the butterflies that spray the potion or does Ice King do it? Uh, I don't really remember, but yeah. in any case, it is... It is the wrong bottle. It is the freezing potion. So the guys have not been unfrozen. They've just been sprayed with more freezing potion. And the Ice King <laughs> does one of those like 
you know, like cleaning the shotgun, looking down the barrel, kind of like <laughs> cartoon moves, um, where he's like, what, what's going on with this thing? And like looks straight into the spray bottle of the potion and then sprays himself with it. And he immediately freezes. Um, and he goes, uh-oh, I think the butterflies brought me the wrong bottle. <laughs> and then they start calling. But he still has hope, hope that uh, Gunter can help them. Right. They start calling for Gunter. And where is Gunter? But like he has found the highest window in the treehouse and he has the bottle of unfreezing potion and Gunter being Gunter, Gunter pushes the bottle out the window and we hear it crash on the ground below it somewhere. Is, it is one of my very favorite, what I'm going to call cold endings where yeah. we just cut away suddenly, but Gunter really somehow looks calculating before he does it. And then uh, afterwards he gets a, a fat techno beat to uh, kind of disco to, to yeah. signal that he is now free and then boom, episode's over. Right. So I think we've covered a lot of what's going on in the episode. I mean, the point of this is definitely to just showcase uh, Ice King's psychoses and, and uh, sociopathic yeah. behaviors. It's a lot of funny gags. It's, it's a joke-dense episode. Um, yeah, if you're, if you're watching it from an adult perspective, though, the, the psychoses are so like evident that uh, it's, it, it, I don't know, the whole episode just weirds me out. Yeah, it's a it's you could consider it a creepy episode if it weren't so uh, oddball and off the wall. Like it, it, yeah. it sort of it, it it doesn't have an edge to it in that sense. It's just more goofy, um, and we don't learn anything new. We know we knew about this about the Ice King. This just is more of a uh, uh, highlighting what we already know. Um, and but a really funny episode, the Ice King. Uh, is a is maybe the funniest character on the show. Like he is the uh, he is an excellent foil to Finn and Jake. Yeah, he's fantastic, and I I like him much better as the friendless sociopath seeking love than the villainous old wizard in his castle. I agree. I think taking him out of that the original uh, trope that he was cast in and making him this other thing is. Much funnier, much more satisfying to see. Um, so uh, Ice King is a welcome addition to any episode. And that is great because guess what? We get another Ice King episode right off the bat, uh, right in the next episode we're going to talk yep. about. Season three, episode eight is called Wizard Battle. Wizard Battle. And it is uh, just what it sounds like. Finn and Jake are arriving at a stadium to witness the annual wizard battle of ooh for which um, jake is uh finn oh i get my slip up too uh, for which finn is like super duper pumped excited can't sit still uh jumping up and down and yelling yeah i mean finn and jake have an established sort of um obsession with magic like they love it and think they, they're yep. always looking for magic items and things like that which i think um is a a reference or a, I think it comes out of like how this show has a lot of its roots in uh, like fantasy role-playing games. And it is a very classic thing for like the players of fantasy role-playing games to like want the loot. They want to, they want to like comb the dungeon and find the magic wands that are just like lying in chests, you know, all throughout. And it happens in video games too. Like, you find the chest in the hidden area within, like, yep. you know, Legend of Zelda or something like that. And that's really fun. And and then you also see wizards having battles casting spells at each other. And, in fact, this just reminded me, I have a small confession. Uh, oh. I found a free um, Magic the Gathering game for Xbox One. Uh-huh. And I've kind of been playing a lot of Magic the Gathering. Okay, uh, give me the rundown on how to play because I understand that there are cards and it's essentially like a game of math where like you're you've got to have stronger cards than the other player. But what how does it how does it manifest itself as a game in the Xbox yeah, sense? Yeah, so it's 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 more or less a a role playing card game kind of because you have to have uh, land that you I'm going to call it floop and you'll find out why sometime in the future you okay. have to floop the land in order to cast spells and so that's like your limited resource 
and then every turn you draw a card and it's got all kinds of like creatures and spells on it and you're right the creatures have an attack and a defense and so if your attack is higher than your opponent's defense then that creature dies and if you're attacking with more creatures than your opponent can block then you do damage to your opponent you start out with usually like 20 points and then you try to kill the other uh your opponents or get them to exhaust their deck of 60 cards okay got it uh well fantastic have um, i hope you enjoy your free magic the gathering game um, i do but i also feel shame that's okay don't feel shame um, i know the uh i'm just yucking my own yum over here <laughs> uh the so back to our episode finn and jake are there finn's loving it he is like screaming his head off he's so excited um there's and only one thing that could ruin this for him bum 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 the ice king's there and oh, man. and the ice king comes and he comes over to chat with them like you know like they're buds and he says like oh yeah i'm here and they oh man you're here yeah i'm here i'm gonna win too i've got a strategy i'm gonna cheat he just sort of <laughs> says it like that's my strategy to win is cheat and that that ticks all that that rings all the alarm bells in finn's head um and even worse than the thought of ice king sullying the sanctity of wizard battle with cheating with it, dishonor with dishonor but the reward for the wizard battle for winning wizard battle is revealed to be a <gasps> kiss from princess bubblegum herself Oh my goodness. Now Finn not only has to protect the honor of wizard battle, but needs to protect the honor of Princess Bubblegum's lips. Yes, he does. And we really get reassured in this episode that even though PB changed back to her older self, the uh, Finn's heart still beats for her, it seems. Yes, it does. So uh, we should talk about the wizard battle and sort of the setup because it's funny as heck. Um, the, there is a grand, there is a wizard grand master of ceremonies, which I like as a, uh, pun joke. Um, <laughs> it, who is, he's like a giant Yeti kind of thing, uh, wizard thing with jewels for eyes. And he is the, uh, referee of sorts of the, of the wizard battle. Um, but the, the basic rules are sort of all out. It's kind of like, um, Demolition Derby, but wizard style, like just all out battle royale of everyone's in the in the arena and last one standing is the winner. Yeah, it's it's a Royal Rumble kind of thing, but yeah. you eliminate your opponents not by throwing them over the top rope, but by casting a fatal spell or evidently uh, just making the Grand Master of Ceremonies angry enough that he'll turn them into cats. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think the Grandmaster is only turning you into cats if you try to leave Wizard Battle or if you forfeit. Yeah, or otherwise sully it. Right. He is there to protect the honor of Wizard Battle, and if you dishonor Wizard Battle, you are turned into a cat. And so Wizard Battle gives rise to a great conflagration. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Finn has to decide, like, what's he going to do? Because he also believes in the sanctity of Wizard Battle. But I think he believes in uh, the honor of Princess Bubblegum's uh, lips even more. And he, is, he decides that in order to uh, protect the honor of Princess Bubblegum, he must um, dishonor wizard battle by entering the wizard battle in a disguise. Yeah, but he has kind of a convenient backstory, which is Ice King is cheating. And so... He he tries to frame it as, well, I have to protect Wizard Battle by keeping Ice King from cheating. But, you know, Jake and the viewer see through that immediately. Yeah. Uh, Jake is immediately saying, yeah, you just want to kiss Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Finn, you know, he denies it. But uh, I think we all know what's going on. Um, so Finn and Jake do a, a classic Little Rascals and dive into a pile of clothing and um, sort of act as a single person uh, wearing a big cloak, basically. Um, yes, Jake provides arms and legs. Finn provides head, on which he has planted some killer sunglasses. <laughs> yes. Um, and he is a 
he pretends to be a wizard. And so they enter the battle. The battle commences um, in a cloud of dust and magic being thrown about. Um, but it, the dust quickly settles, and it, ever, all the wizards have found hiding places. And Jake and Finn have hidden behind an outcropping of rock. And they meet a, a wizard who <laughs> lacks self-esteem, uh, Abracadaniel. Yeah, poor Abracadaniel. He's not feeling good at the beginning of this episode. No, Abracadaniel is a very wispy uh, creature, uh, humanoid, but unclear like what, what he is. I don't think he's like part of the Candy Kingdom or anything like that. He is just some other creature. And he is... Well, he's a wizard, Ben. He's a wizard. I guess that is its own uh, creature type. He is a wizard that uh, has a small little twig to use as a wand. Um, but even he says, like, I'm, I'm, nothing much, I'm not much of a wizard. And he's basically disappointed because he said, he, you know, I thought that the, the prize for the wizard battle would be money, but it's just a kiss. And, uh, and, and Finn, I think, says, you know, like, you don't want to be, you don't want to kiss Princess Bubblegoff? And he's just like, no. Uh, and I think that's kind of foreign to Finn, but um, it makes sense. I, I, a lot of the wizards seem to have like been dismayed at the thought of like a prize just being a single kiss from a random princess. So we meet about Abraka Daniel, and Finn real th- sees almost the perfect opportunity in Abraka Daniel. It, if uh, if Abraka Daniel doesn't want to kiss Princess Bubblegum, in fact, he even. Uh, pantomimes what would happen if he's got a whole plan if he were to uh win he would turn his head so that their lips would not touch and he would push his arms away and say (laughs) no thank you or something like that um and thin thinks that is perfect uh a wizard that wins that won't kiss princess bubblegum he wants. He decides that the new plan is to help Abraka Daniel win the wizard battle because then nobody kisses Princess Bubblegum, and that seems like maybe the perfect solution to him. Yeah, at least Ice King is not going to do it, and no one other than Finn is going to do it. Which is not to say that Finn necessarily is going to do it, but right. he's happy enough with just uh, sending a patsy up there to push her away. So. Uh, so Finn and Jake say, you know, stick with us and we will protect you as we make our way through wizard battle. Well, they immediately get, um, their first trial as a rock that they were hiding behind turns out to be a sentient being rock wizard who calls down a meteor storm upon (laughs) them and hits, hits Abraka Daniel square in the face with a meteor and and Abraka Daniel, he's got one defense, and that is Cantrip, which is <laughs> a low-level spell for those who don't play uh, role-playing games. It's a standard phrase that means basically lowest level of spell. Um, so he has he has a Cantrip, which just basically he can emit a rainbow from his twig wand, um, and it seems ineffective against right. Meteor Storm. And so right. uh, Abracadano gets hit square in the face with a meteor. Finn and Jake are like, oh, snap. They, I think we just lost Abracadaniel. Um But then they turn <laughs> and look, and he's standing right next to them. And they kind of do a double take, and he just says, he explains it away by saying, like, <laughs> my body is squishy. That's how I survive. Yeah, it turns out he's unbreakable. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so... They, you know, with Abraka Daniel back, the plan's back on, and they kind of make their way around, and they witness Ice King implementing his plan of cheating, and his plan is nunchucks. Up his sleeve. Up his sleeve. Um, You're not allowed to bring weapons into wizard battle other than your magical ones. Um, Apparently, wizards are highly susceptible to nunchuck blows, (laughs) I suppose. Um, which is kind of, again, like I keep going back to this analogy, but like, it's sort of a thing that like 
wizards aren't known in in role playing games for having like a, a lot of like defenses. Like they stand, they're more of like a stand at the back of the room and like cast spells. But yeah, anyone, like anyone, uh, they anyone with a sword in melee combat, they are not effective fighters. So they are kind of low level weapons, but they can defeat a wizard. I think because the armor class is so low, so. Uh, yes. You know, a nunchuck's going to be a hit against that armor class. Right, and wizards do not have a ton of hit points. They go down easy. They are, in fact, uh, one of the phrases that you often say for wizards is that they're squishy. And I think that's funny that then uh, Abracadaniel yeah. literally literally says that about himself. Yeah, like, that has to be a knowing reference. Yeah, my body is squishy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I survive. Um, so, uh, anyway, Ice, Ice King is is being hyper effective with nunchuck blows to the other wizards. And, um, you know, Jake, I think asked like, how is he, how is he getting away with this? And they look up at the, uh, grandmaster of ceremonies and grandmaster of ceremonies is completely distracted playing with his pet cats. And so he is, it's a classic WWE, like, Oh, the, the ref is not looking. So I'm going to hit you with the iron chair, yes. or the steel, the steel chair move. Um, iron chair would be pretty heavy. Um, and so uh, the it comes down to the it just basically gets to the point where the remaining wizards are Ice King, Abracadaniel, and Finn and Jake as acting as a single entity. Yes. And so the Grand Master then says like it's it's time to get real or something <laughs> like that. Um, and the Ice King. He, he he thinks he's still being clever. I think he says like, "Come on, get closer." Yeah. I've got nothing. I've got nothing up my sleeves. Meanwhile, uh, Finn, Jake, and Abraka Daniel have something of a plan for attacking Ice King. Right, they're going to flank him, uh, get on either side of him, and then um, Abraka Daniel is going to release his one move, which is Cantrip, and. He convert as as the Ice King reveals his nunchucks. Uh, Daniel's cantrip converts it into a butterfly, and that is uh, effective. It removes it removes the, the it removes the nunchucks from the playing field. Uh, but then the Ice King kind of says like, "Okay, fine. I've got my own actual powers. Right. So here here we go." But uh, in sort of a cartoon a cartoony ending. Uh, Abraka Daniel, I think, misfires a cantrip or something. And yeah, I like, don't know if he misfires or intends to do so, but he does yeah. defeat Ice King. Right, he, he defeats Ice King by firing a cantrip again back at the, at the butterfly, which reverts back into a nunchuck and falls and hits Ice King on the top of the head and knocks him out. And then Finn and Jake surrender, or, or sorry, forfeit, rather, right. um, to then make Abraka Daniel the winner um, but in in victory, Abraka Daniel has undergone a a change, uh, especially in the ego yes. department. I was glad and, that you mentioned WWF before because he basically does like a Mean Gene locker room spot. Yeah, <laughs> he kind of he's like he all of a sudden switches and says like I I think because because the um, the Grand Wizard says. Abraka Daniel is the greatest wizard in the land of Ooh. Right. And Abraka Daniel says something like, Yes, I am the greatest wizard. Except I think I, it's less evil. It's more like yeah. brutish. He's like, Yeah. And he talks about what he's going to do. And it's yeah. like, Let me tell you, Mean Gene, I'm going to be the greatest wizard in all of Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to kiss. I'm going to kiss Princess Bubblegum. <laughs> and uh, that freaks out Finn, and Finn, particularly. All of a sudden, this uh, innocuous and non threatening wizard, wizard boy. Uh, has been turned into a uh, over over testosteroned um, threat to him. I ultimate suppose. warrior. I think yeah. Abraka Daniel could could pass for the ultimate warrior if he just had more self confidence. I agree. Um, my very favorite locker room rant, though, by a WWF superstar, is always going to be Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Um, when he describes himself as the cream of the crop <laughs> and while calling himself the cream of the crop, he produces a single little coffee creamer like that you would get at, uh, at just like at a diner at a diner. And it is 
just the best. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and if you watch the whole interview, I know that that's, that's like a meme that's out there, but you can find the whole interview, uh, on YouTube and it, he doesn't do it once. He does it like four times. Like every time he says the word cream, like he throws away one and then he produces <laughs> another one. And it's like this thing, like he just keeps pulling creamers out of nowhere. Uh, and it is, it's just delightful. Um, so anyway, um, we uh, we kind of yeah. skipped some important stuff, I think, where at first Finn and Jake win the wizard battle. Um, or oh no, do they wait? No, they they forfeit. They they what ends? Uh, uh, they knock out Ice King, and then it's just the two of them. It's just Finn and Jake and um, Abracadaniel, and they forfeit, and, and they forfeit and get turned into cats. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so Finn gets turned into a cat, and then. Uh, it's actually so upsetting to him that Abraka Daniel will kiss PB that he uh, is able to reverse the spell because he's right. so emotionally invested in this outcome. Right. He sort of like rage transforms back into himself and exulting, ex- exuding a power that we didn't know he had before. The most he's... dishonorable kind of magic. <laughs> yeah. He screams so loudly and so forcefully that it knocks out Abraka Daniel. And he, yeah, the, the Grandmaster says, oh, I, okay, I mean, I guess. Like, he goes, using the most dishonorable of magics, the power scream, <laughs> uh, you have knocked out Abraka Daniel, so I guess now you win. And so um, they are... Uh, they are given the award. They are given. They are. They are the champion. They and declare so, the winners, and then we get a yeah. great uh, locker room scene between actual Finn locker and Jake. room scene. Yeah, an actual locker room scene where uh, Finn is um, is he, he's sort of dismayed. I can't remember what his emotional state is. I, I think he's really nervous. And, yeah, that's what it is. And he's also just bummed out because. It, it seems like he's going to get to kiss the princess, but he's sort of achieved it dishonestly. He's going to have to go back out there in his weird disguise with Jake. Uh, and he also is like, I just want to say it. Like, I just want to tell her. Yeah, that's they have a very open and honest conversation in here where um, Finn says something like, I'm just tired of hiding my feelings. I yeah, don't want to hide and, it anymore. Yeah, and Jake, and Jake says, is very supportive. He's very supportive. He says, just tell him, man. Like, say it out loud, dude. They actually have a little conflict first. I don't remember exactly what Jake is doing. He's basically just poking fun at Finn for wanting to kiss PB again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then Finn gets really upset and kind of yells at Jake, and Jake is crying. And then Jake sa- and then Finn says, this is when he kind of reveals his true feelings. Oh, come yeah. on, man. Don't be sad. Like, I'm not really angry at you. I'm just so frustrated that I can't express my feelings. Right. It takes so much energy, and it takes uh, – it's just so uh, restrictive to not be able to express yourself. And, and Jake then just says, so just do it, man. Just yeah. tell her. Just say it out loud that you – and he and then Jake and then I think Finn says like I want to kiss Princess Bubblegum, and I think he says a line. Maybe I'm projecting, or maybe I'm like combining the two episodes. But does he say like it feels so good to say it out loud? He might. I don't know. Um, uh, echoing the line from right. Crazy Old Ice King from last episode. Yeah, but this this locker room scene was great for me. I thought that you know Finn and Jake are usually very out there straightforward hiding nothing except they don't talk about their more uh what society i think would consider feminine emotions very often and they genuinely have an emotional connection in that locker room and it's maybe the first time that we've seen that connection be through something so like raw and honest as finn's emotions yeah i think that's right i think that is it definitely had a different feel than any of the other moments where we've where we've sort of experienced their bond or their friendship. Yeah, they mostly um, express it by doing things for one another. Right. Lo- it's like loyalty is how they express right. most of the time, like how they feel for each other. But this was just a pure, uh, open, just dialogue, open communication about feelings. Right. And being being vulnerable with each other is like, it's different than how they normally act around each other. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. 
Yeah, really nice. Um, very, very well done. And it leads us into the sort of final scene, um, which is my, I, I laughed out loud as they, <laughs> en- they enter back into the arena for their award ceremony. And <laughs> like a, uh, like a pageant singer, like a classic, like here she is, Miss America kind of song. Unbelievable. Pep butt is singing a song about kissing Princess Bubblegum that like Pep Bud's voice singing this song. Oh my gosh. I I was this was like the highlight of both episodes for oh, me. Oh yeah, it's 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 hilarious. I mean, he's in his little suit and his voice is very bad. Uh, so and the song is like really overwrought. Uh, it's yeah. just it's fantastic. Get ready for the ultimate prize. Watch her lips pop before your eyes. Never in your life would you dream of this. Never in your freaking life. So he is singing his 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 little peppermint heart out, and as Finn processes towards the towards princess bubblegum um but and it looks like he's gonna get what he wants i mean and and he's sort of he's been honest about what he wants to jake so it feels very pure at this point it feels very like like a positive thing that he's going to kiss princess bubblegum um but at the last moment he trips he trips over the head of rock uh rock wizard Yes. Who's just ha- who's just like sticking out of the ground randomly and he trips and falls and it's revealed that he is not one person or not one wizard, but is in fact uh, Finn and Jake standing on top of each other's shoulders. And, you know, everything kind of comes to a screeching halt as this is revealed. Um, Princess Bubblegum asks, what's the meaning of this? And, and Finn has to explain himself and he does a hurried explanation of his reasoning. Oh, the, you know, the Ice King was going to cheat. So I entered the contest to try to protect you and protect the honor of, and then he kind of like acquiesces and realizes, like, uh, I dishonored wizard battle. I'm sorry. Um, whatever my, you know, he kind of goes like, he, he kind of realized whatever my reasoning was, like, I, I, I did make a mistake. Like two wrongs don't make a right here. Yeah. And, uh, and Princess Bubblegum is very understanding, um, but uh, she gives him, she leans over, gives him a kiss, and says, oh, you did that for me? That's so sweet. And then, but then slaps him and says, that's for dishonoring wizard battle. Yeah. So, you know, the, it gets both the, the stick and the carrot, I suppose. Yeah, it's kind of the classic way, I think, where an underdog who isn't really going to get the girl gets the girl for a minute. Yep. Um, so, and then, and then Princess Bubblegum basically says, "Like, all right, everyone, head on home. Start get getting ready, ready for next year. Get ready for next year." And everyone kind of groans and walks away. And after they leave, Jake says, "You know, congrats, man. You got your kiss." And Finn is happy. Finn is like, "Yep, you're right. I did." And then I can't remember how the episode ends. I think it's pretty much just that. You know, um, Finn does say to PB that you know, fine. Like he he kind of just comes out and says it. I I did this just so that I could kiss you. Like, he's got his explanation about Ice King and all that stuff, but eventually he says, I did it so that I could kiss you. And I think that Jake kind of congratulates him on both the kiss and, you know, having been able to express himself. And uh, so Finn is is feeling pretty good. Um, And then (laughs) we get a great ending, I think, to this episode as well, because Jake grabs the sunglasses uh, and puts them on Finn's face and says, like, and you look really cool too. And then Ice King pops up. Yeah, with his own sunglasses. and uh, Like Back he, to the Future triangle style sunglasses. Yeah, and, uh, and he goes, yeah, and what about me? Like, you know, rate me on a scale of like one being totally gross to ten being like super sick. Yeah, it's it's uh, dang, Ice King, you're crazy sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, we, and then, you know, like I like the phrase like kind of cold clothes on that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this episode was another great one. I thought like this one was very much like a, uh, came out of the, the origins of, of Adventure Time coming from like role-playing games and things like that. Very evident here. Very cool. Very cool for them to be making a lot of references, um, to that. Um, 
an excellent emotional moment between Finn and Jake. Um, a, I think a, a sort of meta commentary on the idea of like kissing a girl being a prize. Yeah, I think, tell me more. Going on, I mean, I think that that's a definite um, discussion going on now that like making making a woman a prize uh, is a um, continue is a helps further the the sort of patriarchal. Uh, narrative that exists in our society and that, that women are something to be sought after and won and they aren't just like, and they are objects exactly. in that sense. And they are not uh, people. Yeah, it's very, uh, very, very anti-feminist and, uh, yeah. but very consistent with how, you know, Western culture has viewed women since the very beginning. They are uh, people, maybe, who sit around and wait for men to do things around or to them. Right. And, uh, I think they, I don't think they addressed it like head on. It was like, that wasn't like the point of the episode, but I think they definitely, uh, made it, they, they definitely like had their discussion within this episode about it. And, and I think the ending being that, like, uh, that, that prize was not, that prize was not achieved through the wizard battle. Yeah. It was only achieved by Finn saying to the princess, I would like to kiss you, basically. I got you. And, and, and her uh, allowing it, saying like, okay. Like, I think like in that sense, they sort of made their stand, made their statement that like, this is the acceptable way or an right. acceptable way for um, this kiss to happen. In fact, uh, yeah. before, you know, it, she doesn't, um, she doesn't like accept or approve it. She gives him the kiss. Right. It, she gives it to him. She, he doesn't demand it. He just says, I, I, I did this so I could kiss you. And then she says, okay, I will kiss you. Like, that is something I choose to do. But then also slaps him, right? Like, you know, this was basically saying, like, you were a dumb, this was a dumb way of doing this. Yeah, you're kind a jerk. Of thing. Yeah, you're a jerk for trying the first way. Um, but um, you, learn from this right. essentially and finn i think uh, really does learn his lesson in this one yeah yeah more so than most yeah, for sure absolutely yeah so um i i think that they definitely that the writers they uh that is um definitely put their stamp or their stake in the ground as to like where they stand on this topic and i think it's the right one um it's, yeah so um I, I think that that was existing this whole time and so like all, all of that combined like you know, the depth of this episode becomes pretty, pretty excellent. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I really, like I said, I really liked the locker room part. Uh, I thought that was Finn and Jake connecting on a level that we haven't seen before. And uh, the, between the, the very funny thing Ice King says at the end of the episode and Pep Butt <laughs> singing, man, there was, there was a lot of laughing out loud, I think, during this episode for me anyway. Yeah, uh, I will probably re-listen to Pet Butt singing at some point here. Oh, yeah, man, that guy's voice just like waver the wavery, yes, quality of that thing, <laughs> because it lends itself so, like when he is casting spells to open up the portal to hell, and is like and is vengeful in that he has like he, his tone doesn't change whether he is like screaming in vengeance or singing. <laughs> a lovely song right it's just fantastic do it fools yeah anyway um both enjoyable episodes um the the ice king episode that we first listened the first watch that is uh just super funny uh sort of zany off the wall right dope joke dense kind of episode uh the second one uh several layers going on and a nice a nice emotional catharsis so satisfying in a totally different way. Yeah, so, I actually kind oh, really of really good. I actually kind of had the opposite read of the episodes coming into this. I thought that uh, that the first episode operated on a deeper level just because of the sort of digging down that we did into Ice King and his pathos. Uh, but you know, you raised some really good points about the second episode that I didn't quite see on you know my my watching of it, uh, but you're exactly right. Like I noticed the locker room scene, but the, the sort of feminist statement, I totally missed. That's, uh, that's great that you caught that. 
Well, thanks. I try, uh, I guess. Uh, I certainly don't take as many notes as you do, but uh, this one stuck out to me. And mm-hmm. I think both of them, very positive. Thumbs up on both. Awesome. I really like both of them. Yeah. Great. Well, I think we can call it an episode. Yes, do it. Before we do that, of course, I have to thank my good friend, Will Yates. He provided our intro and outro music. It's a song called Date Night off of his EP, I Know the Feeling. Head over to willyates.bandcamp.com to pay him what you want to continue being a fantastic electronic musician. Ben, where can people find us on the internets? Uh, you can find us several places on the internets, uh, one of them being uh, f- on Facebook. Um, you can find us at, on Twitter at, at Pod Adventure Time. Time. Uh, you can email us if you'd like, and you can also, no, that's all. Yeah, that's <laughs> Twitter, Facebook, it. and Twitter, Facebook, and email. Yeah. If you're, um, if you're and, old fashioned, you know, we'd love to get emails. Yeah. Uh, so by all means, contact us, tell us what you thought about these episodes. Uh, tell us if you think there's anything that we missed, uh, or just, you know, chat with us about, uh, about adventure time. We would love to uh, hear from you. Yeah. Metaverse, all that. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, uh, we, that would be great. And I, I need to correct myself. I made a very, I think, dated joke when I said internet that what, what it really is now is capital O online. And I think that a lot of our fans are capital O online. So get at us online. Fantastic. All right, folks, we are looking forward to hearing from you. We're looking forward to, doing our next episode where we'll watch a couple more episodes really get into the middle of season three uh but until we do that until we hear from you i've been pat i've been ben and this has been podventure time turn and push turn and push (laughs) 